the first and possibly only of its kind, we bring to you now, live on the Indie Ball Report podcast, the Indie Ball Report Clip Show. You don't want to miss it. Hello and welcome back to the Indie Ball Report podcast. I'm Nick and normally I'm joined by my co-host Will. Uh, Today, that's not the case because as we mentioned on last week's show, uh, I'm very busy this week. So we decided just to do a clip show. There was some news across independent league baseball, but none of it really warranted uh, going through all the, the headache and scheduling troubles that go into putting together a normal show and all the time that goes into, you know, preparing a show. So the clip show was the easiest way of doing it this week, seeing as, as I explained last week, I am uh, very busy this week. So uh, what you're going to listen now to is uh, various outtakes from the podcast because from doing this show for since 2019, so I suppose about two years now, two full years, that is, and you gather up a lot of outtakes, things that are really funny or are really good points or really good conversation that just don't fit into the flow of the episode. And I always like to save them because you never know when you can use them. And well, today I figure if TV shows and all these other types of shows can put together clip shows and bottle episodes, why can't we? And so that's what you're going to hear today. You're going to hear uh, clips from across the history of the Andy Ball Report, including uh, some old familiar voices from the past and voices from the present as well. Uh, we try to lay these out in a way that kind of keeps the continuity alive. You know, good streamline from one topic to another, makes it flow as naturally as possible. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And we should be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. And hopefully we won't have to do another one of these clip shows. But uh, we dug into the vault to put this one together. And I hope you guys do appreciate the effort and the and the content here. Uh, with that said, we can kind of get started here. Uh, this clip is the most recent one we have. It's from me, when me and Will were discussing... Uh, driving to various uh, Atlantic Lake stadiums and how some drives are worse than other drives. It's from episode number 106. I call it Road Trip. Which, heard through the grapevine, there may be movement on that front as soon as like two or three weeks. But there's still a lot that needs to get settled, but there seems to be the groundwork laid on that front. But that's Yeah, a, that's I mean, what well, everything's kind of on hold until this lawsuit, but it sounds yeah. like the court case is going to start here pretty soon. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so th- let me put it to you like this. Supposedly the court case is the lone thing holding this up at this point. Yeah. So, so. it's just a formality. So, Hey, great news for uh, Atlantic league fans and especially great news for me. Cause uh, I, I, the ballpark in long Island, I enjoy going to, I enjoy going to long Island when I'm out at school uh, driving from New Jersey. Not so much. Oh God! So no. I, I, I I certainly I certainly welcome this. Oh God! No, yeah, you can't drive out to Long Island from Jersey. That's that's doing hell every week. Having you do Nick, that, I'd I'd rather I'd rather drive to to York or to York or Lancaster. Like seriously, because it's not as bad. Like it's still not a great drive because it's long and there's nothing there. But at, least, at least you're scenic. moving. It's a nice drive out there too. I, I yeah. don't know if you have you ever made the drive out there. And not to the ballpark, but for like an assignment my sophomore year i think it was 
in college, I went out to Lancaster. So, like, I'm, I'm familiar with that drive. And it's really, like, it's long, but it's not that bad. Long Island sucks because there's traffic. It's long, and it's just a pain in the ass every which way. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's... And the problem is, is you just got to go through Staten Island and Brooklyn and Queens and I mean, Long Island traffic. And, and not to mention where the, where uh, the, I, I was about to say Bethpage ballpark, but yeah, God, Fairfield properties sponsor Fairfield properties ballpark. Yippee. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's on like pretty far East on the Island. So it's not, uh, not a fun drive. So point is Staten Island will be a welcomed addition when it comes in. All right, so for this next clip, uh, it's from episode number 102, and me and Will were kind of recapping the 2019 season in the Atlantic League. I believe the context behind it was we were talking about Gastonia's uh, manager hires, and we tried to really pad out that segment because we were like, ah, we only spent like two minutes on this, we should probably spend more time, and then it just kind of went off the rails, and it ends in kind of a a kind of fall over themselves way, but it's still very good. It's It's got some humor to it, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy what I call In Review. If I remember right from the 2019 season, New Britain was not good at all in the first half. They were pretty abysmal, and it was yeah. really a three-horse race for that point between Long Island, High Point, and Somerset, and then High Point yeah. kind of faded, and Long Island wound up winning a big series against Somerset, if I remember right, in like the one and only bad Kubiak start of the first half. And yes, I remember that. Yeah, yep. and then Long Island wound up taking it. And then the second half, Somerset just kind of fell apart. New Britain got hot, at, although to be fair for Somerset, they had no hitting at all. And then their pitching kind of got raided by foreign leagues. So they were yeah. kind of dead in the water at that point. And we all kind of realized, okay, it's not going to really happen for New Britain here just because they waited too long to get hot. And we were like, okay, either Long Island wins this again High Point will wind up taking that other playoff spot over here. And any wild card scenario, they're not going to beat out York, if I remember right, because York yeah. got incredibly hot and then they got the other nod. And that's how that wound up shaking out. And I'm- So, Nick, now I remember, actually, now now I remember the, the specifics. because yeah. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. So the first half was terrible for New Britain. And then at, at like the All-Star break, he completely changed his roster. He signed like eight new guys on like one day like he brought in like mike carp uh oh, one day yeah he brought in david roseboom the same day like he brought in all those guys like in a like a huge wave yeah in one yeah, day. yeah 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 and then and like boom they picked up yeah now i remember that yeah the, the one week he brought in like all his ringers and, and then logan brought, Moore. That was taylor motter too that was the ta- he brought in taylor motter there as well yeah and then i remember because i was like Logan Moore made the All-Star game. The dude's batting barely above 200. He's no All-Star. And then Logan Moore decided, now nah, I'm going to bat around 280 now and become one of the best now, catchers. Now I'm going to start hitting nukes and being like one, still among the best defensive catchers in the league. So I know, yeah. Hey, like, there you go. Yeah, man, that that was a really weird year. <laughs> Where it's just like, yeah. so, such an odd year. I mean, listen, we got the final that I think a lot of people expected as in uh, – Sugarland and Long Island, but it, it was a windy path to get there. I yeah, will say so that. It certainly was. I was rooting for High Point, though. I was like, you know, I'd like to see High I Point get too, there. Yeah. yeah. 
Because I always and I would have really loved to see High Point get there in their first year. That would have been a great story. Yeah. But like High Point Long York would have been too the good one. Of a team. Yeah, like High Point York. Oh, I was yes. kind of rooting for because like York's gotten so hot. And after we, because I remember we ragged on them because they were just so terrible. Like the first month and a half of the year, they only yeah. they were selling like single digit wins. I was like, they're dead in the water. They're not going to do anything. And then they started Dude, they had, like the weird. worst pitching ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was like specifically their bullpen was like abysmal, too. Yeah. And I remember because I called it in like my first pre, like one of my preview posts. I think I had them York. Oh, I think I had them like six, like yeah. preseason, and I called their bullpen a dumpster fire. And then uh, because I looked at this, I'm like, okay, all of these guys are like. Pretty like outside of Josh Judy, who turned out to be like a stud, yeah. and at the time Jamison McGrain was kind of an unknown. The yeah. rest of them are terrible, and I was like, I literally called it a dumpster fire. You can go back to the post, like scroll yeah. like eight hundred posts ago, but uh, and it was it was just a disaster. And after like the first game where their bullpen to Long Island, they lost like fourteen to one. Like their starter, well, because uh, um, Ross Detweiler started, yeah, yeah, and he was, he was there for a little bit. And he, he gave them like six solid innings and then they gave up like, they gave up, I believe like 11 runs in the last three innings. And some lady texts me, like messages me. It's like, holy crap, you were a hundred percent right about this. Your bullpen is terrible. Cause the numbers don't lie. The numbers preparing this out. Yeah. I think I wound exactly. up putting no York. I put a little bit higher there. I remember that because I, because at the beginning of the year, I was like, High Point's a new team. They're not going to do that good. They'll have a really hot month and then they'll cool down and that'll be that for them. And then I was horribly wrong because it never came down from that hot start. And then I think it was, I think I had High Point in last, then New Britain, then York. And then I was like, I'm really high on Southern Maryland. They're going to do it. And then they never really did because they had no consistency whatsoever. Uh, Back when yeah, we had yeah, I know it was because I remember I was not a fan of Southern Maryland at all. Like I had them eight, and it got people really angry. But yeah, I nailed that one. Yeah, no, that 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 one didn't really work out. I still feel bad for Southern Maryland. I would just want to see them do well, like really well, just one year. Just give them one year where they're like really, really good. But maybe yeah. it'll be this well, year. I think it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Every year there's someone that just goes all in on Southern Maryland. They're like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. The, actually, the perfect comparison is the Blue Crabs are a lot like the Florida Panthers in the NHL, where every year someone's like, they're going to do it. They have all the talent. It's going to happen. And then it's like, look, they're doing it. And then by January, they fall apart. Only in Southern Maryland's case, it's normally, ah, we just got past Memorial Day. It's coming. And then by mid-June, the wheels start to get real shaky. And then by July, the wheels are off, and it's like they have some. There's guys here that are really, really good, and then there's just no consistency, which you know is a problem. Yeah, if I remember correctly, they had like among like the worst offenses in like I've ever seen, like yeah. to, to start the year, and they lost like thirteen in a row. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, they they went on. That's their whole story all last year because they'd go on, they'd lose like nine in a row, then they'd win five in a row, then they'd lose another three or four in a row. Then they string together like six wins and it's like, oh, they're getting close to 500 and then it'd be a massive losing streak. And it's like, yeah, if you could just kill losing streaks, cut them to like three or four games a piece, then you'd be fine. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun. To, it's fun to reminisce on the old world. I know. Back when we had baseball in a full season and hopefully we can be doing this for real. And like, th- actually, like three months from now, we'll be like, 
Next week's show, we're going to have actual baseball. That's <laughs> uh, uh, a fun world that would be. Actually, in three months' time, we'll be able to talk about actual baseball because we'll have the uh, American Association starting again. That's true. That, May that 17th. True. Yep. So, uh, well, when the fun show league starts, the uh, net. Wait, oh, I forgot. We're going to get into their schedule later. Yeah, we, actually, I, it's the funny thing is I have the notes right in front of me, too. Like, that's the sad part. Yeah, May 27th. May 27th. Okay. Yeah, that's when they get going. But we're going to talk. Actually, with that, we have the perfect segue into Frontier League news because I don't think we have anything <laughs> else left to say on Gastonia. I mean, like, we, we spent, what, two minutes on them? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Although, who knew that me being a dumbass was the perfect way uh, to segue into the Frontier League talk? Look, it doesn't matter how you stumble into it. You still got there in the end. And, it's, and I know we it's get... not how hard... Yeah, go. <laughs> it's not how hard. I was gonna say it's not hard. It's not that. Oh, damn it! What's the <laughs> saying? Never mind. I was. It was like something like not how hard you get knocked down. It's how hard you get back up. But that doesn't make any sense. And I'm just <laughs> rambling like incoherent nonsense right now. Yeah, but people come for the nonsense. <laughs> God, I hope this gets cut out, but I feel like you won't. If anything, it's an end credit scene. <laughs> Will, Will's completely botched inspirational sayings. No, I'm probably going to wind up cutting it, keeping it, and then throwing in like a blooper episode that I'll run out there when I'm busy one week or something. Like the week I wind up having like the LSAT or whatever, I'll be like, oh, I really don't want to have to record this week. I need to focus on this. I'll just slap it together in the middle of the week and be like, you guys are getting a clip show. Everyone gets one. This is mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would have some in there. Yeah, this is well, one of them. Yeah, but I, I think I got you beat on a lot of them, though. But uh, any case, we're going to talk about the Frontier League now. And uh, So this next clip is a little bit of an older one. It's from episode number 93. So it's back in 2020 now uh, that this little snippet was taken. And again, it keeps with the trend of talking about uh, the 2019 season. Me and Will discussed the Blue Crabs and how we both had uh, kind of differing viewpoints on how that season was going to go for them and our thoughts on them in general and what we thought at that time the 2021 season would look like. So enjoy uh, this clip that I call Almanac. See, I do that same thing every year where I'm like, yeah, they're going to be good this year. And then they always disappoint me. So no, I knew they were going to be bad last year. Like, I, I'm telling like you. Like But remember, uh, we, we talked about it back in the back when uh, back before the 2019 season. I was like, mm-hmm. that was not a I was not a believer in, in the Blue Crabs whatsoever. And uh, a lot of Blue Crabs fans were very angry at me. See, I uh, was, when I said they were going to be bad, but I bought in heavily on the fact that they brought in a guy like Ruby Silva, who was good the year prior in Sussex County. I was like, man, Latos will be solid. They got some good pieces, you know, Blackstone. And then they were like the streakiest team where they'd lose like eight games in a row and then turn around and win five games in a row and then play 500 ball for a while and then go on a 10 game skid and then like pull five wins again out of nowhere that was well, the they problem. just couldn't hit they, they, yeah. ju- they just could not like they, they literally just could not hit i remember there in the first half there was a point where they lost like 13 in a row because they just couldn't score like their pitching wasn't awful like like there i mean daryl thompson was terrific oh yeah daryl uh, was and, great and, the, and their their bullpen was pretty good from what i remember 
yeah, their bullpen was good, uh, at least the back end of it. So I, it, it was really, yeah, their, their offense really couldn't do, uh, really couldn't do much of anything, and that really, uh, really hurt them. Yeah, but they improved. I mean, they brought they before the pandemic they. They they drafted Jonathan Galvez second overall in the New Britain dispersal draft. Mm-hmm. I mean they brought in uh they brought in like David Harris from from New Jersey. I there there was a there was a lot of a lot more offensive firepower with this team that I was really excited about, and they, and they were and it was a shame that they uh didn't get a chance to get on the field this year. But maybe they could bring a similar similar team back next year. Who knows. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'd like to see them be competitive. And I mean, if you have, again, an eight team league next year, maybe they could be, you know, who knows? They may have an easier, eh, they probably won't have an easier division. Depends who they get stuck with in there. So if they have High Point and Gastonia, then maybe they could squeak out a second half win and make the postseason for like the second time in team history. Yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of. Let, let's say, because I think the only real options for the Atlantic League as far as adding teams are up north. So I, I really would want to see, I don't know if, I don't know if they would do it, but mm-hmm. kind of just scrap the whole Liberty and Freedom division. If you want to keep the name, I guess keep the name. It doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. you, but as far as that, you're having, I, I think it would make too much sense to do a north and a south division. Cause I, I think when you're talking about simply, just replacing teams, I don't think it makes much sense to have a team like Lowell in the, re, who replacing, I guess, theoretically replacing that spot and then have, having them drive down to High Point. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. And High Point and Gastonia. So I, yeah. I think, because, I mean, High Point and Gastonia are going to be in the same division. That's a given. Yeah. But uh, I, I just think a North and a South division would probably be the best way to go. I mean, you can keep the name if you want. But uh, but I guess I guess that'll be something to watch as uh, as the calendar turns to January and we start to get more direction. Mm, I will say this much: they get stuck with a, like an odd number of teams. Like let's say they do add Lowell, but Lowell says we're going to come in in twenty two, and Tri City's like we could play in twenty one. Let's just use that as the example. If you had seven teams, I wouldn't Road be against. No, see, I wouldn't be against just saying, all right, we're just going to have one seven team division. And then just going from there. Well, but but that but you're still having a team that's off three days at a time. True, but even still, I think you could. I think it's easier to work in a sense if you. It would be tough scheduling wise, yeah. But you could probably swing teams around because you do have a lot of teams that are next to each other. That you could always just have one team swing around. There's a way where it could work, but it I just be. I just don't see, you know, it, it's just hard to to have a to have a league where one team is off for three or four days at a time. I just don't think that that that's really a, a realistic way you can run a league. I mean, at that point, you might as well just bite the bullet and bring and bring in a road warrior team, bring back Ellie Rodriguez for the third time, and uh, and then there you go. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but he, I don't know. I just think that you could work it. You could probably make it work somehow, but Road Warrior Team probably is the way to go with that. And uh... 
So this baby's from the vault. It's from episode number 42. Uh, it goes back to the whole peanut craze that we had back in, you know, I guess season one of the show, if you want to break them down to seasons. And uh, it just kind of spirals off the rails here. Uh, you're going to hear a voice you probably haven't heard in quite some time if you are a long-time listener and if you are a first-time listener or just recently jumped on, by recently I mean since about June or July of uh, 2020, it's a voice you're not familiar with, uh, but uh, I do hope you enjoy uh, a clip that I call Pinch My Peanuts. And I mean... We've went in there before, looking to buy something, actively, actively wanting to purchase wanting something, wanting to purchase something, and just there's nothing there. And I'm didn't like, get it. Exactly. When I'm we look- went for the uh, All Star Game, we were looking yeah. for All Star Game hats, and they weren't there. That there wasn't really any All Star Game shirt or anything. No. And the stuff that was, it was just prominent All Star. It's like, well, what I'd like is if it was like a bolder shirt, and then maybe one of the guys has been there a while, yeah. even they're not on the team currently. You could still put as kind of like a legacy thing or whatever. Yeah. And then the all-star game on the patch, like got a hat, put on the side. This like, all this all reminds me. This all reminds me. Yeah. All right. I'm thinking we need to pick my new team for the peanut challenge, the peanut quest. I thought you were gonna go with Southern Maryland because of th- pinch. And I think we're going with Southern Maryland because of pinch. I think that pinch the blue crab and Southern Maryland, they need to hook me up with some peanuts this year. I think this needs to happen. It's the kiss of death if you don't do it. Or maybe it's the kiss of death to ask about. It's like Sports <laughs> Illustrated picking you know, the World Series. It's oh, no. not going to happen. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I apologize. No, no, no. You no, do no. know Southern Maryland. We'll send you the peanuts. Uh, I, Unlike sh- New Britain, they're cool. They, I, I do want some free peanuts. That's all I ask is that if I go to a game. How if about I make, invite us down there and go, we'll give you the peanuts in person. It, it, well, if they do this, I will go there and in person get my peanuts and we will do a whole episode from there. How about that? I'm game. Let's I mean, do it. Like, let's let's make this like happen. It's only like five, Southern six Maryland. hours away. Yeah, I mean, it's drivable. It's, it's drivable. Let's make it work. Southern Maryland, the challenge is now onto you. The baton has been passed from whatever the hell the B name was to Pinch. To Pinch, yeah. yeah. Sting to Pinch. That's it. Pinch. Re- yeah, because it was totally unoriginal. I gave him, I gave him some, uh, yeah, some, some hard some times hard about times that about in the that. article that's on the yes, Baltimore website. Uh-huh. Saying how unoriginal it was, but how Pinch is actually plays on the name and it's not totally unoriginal because he doesn't look verbatim like every other crab mascot. Because there's not really many crab mascots. No, and he's he's a great looking mascot. He's he's got a hell of an Instagram account, which you should follow Pinch the Blue Crab. And I mean he's just overall one of the best mascots in the darn league. And so I'm telling you right now. No, 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 no. I mean, okay, maybe Don't become that Swatson like that. Maybe generally Jenny admission, you know. General He's the legacy. God rest his soul. Is <laughs> he's the legacy? Right? He's but, the legacy. We did a whole the whole outtake series is just him right now. Uh, well, you know it's it's gonna be moving on to this. I'm telling you. But <laughs> let me tell you right now. Okay, here I got a decree oh, for Southern Maryland is that if they do this, well then, then let me tell you, we're gonna give them we're gonna give them a good time and we're gonna uh, <laughs> give them a good time. But- <laughs> What do you want about? You're going to have to cut this. Uh, but yeah, you know. This is going to the outtake section. I got news for you. So, so what I'm saying here It'll is. be on YouTube. Only 20 people will see it. So here, what I'm telling you is, is that Southern Maryland, you're going to, you're going to give us the tickets. We're going to have a good time. And we're going to go to the game. And then we're going to really uh, show. Pay- All right. I remember when I'm, because you're going off the rails. We have nothing. All right, so this clip comes, again, from a little bit more of a recent episode, or at least recent compared to the last one. Uh, it's from episode number 90, and uh, we were discussing about how all you really need is one superstar to make 
your team really good. And somehow the White Sox are the focus of it. And then we started talking about this dude from New Jersey who plays out in L.A. and he's really good at baseball. And then it just kind of spiraled into talking about the Yankees and uh, our feelings about the New York Yankees. So uh, I hope you enjoy this next clip that I call Trout and the City. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, the White Sox owner. Uh, he won his championships with the Bulls, the, with the MJ Bulls. He is not, th- this is not a, uh, I mean, because if you don't know the story, he, he felt bad about letting Tony La Russa get fired and get this, 1985. So he wanted, he, he felt bad about it and wanted to bring him back for another shot with the 2020 White Sox, despite him not managing since 2011. So, you know what? To, to each their own, Jerry, but I feel like that's not going to work out how you think it's going to work out. Look, here's what they're going to do. You just need to make some trades, maybe pick up a Mike Trout, and next thing you know, boom, you're good. Then it doesn't matter who your manager is. Exactly. You're still not going to make the playoffs because Mike Trout's not allowed to be in the playoffs. That is, you know, that's a good point. Like, well, look, unfortunately, he can't pitch, but, you know. Well, I mean, Otani can pitch. Can he, though? I mean... He did until he blew out his arm. Yeah, I mean, he's blown out his arm, like, twice now. I, I'm kind of... I kind of... I'm almost ready to say he can't pitch anymore. Nah, I'll let him keep doing it. Yeah, he, he's got to hit better, though, this year. Uh, he, he's shown he can hit, but he needs... Uh, uh, unfortunately, the pitching doesn't really seem to be in the... Um, be in the cards at this point, but we'll see. And how, how did we get to talking about Shohei Otani from the Lake Erie Crushers changing their stadium name? Uh, if I remember right, because I'm a smoking guaranteed rate field, then we started talking about the White Sox. And then as soon as I heard the MJ Bulls, I was like, well, clearly the process to winning requires a superstar. And you can't do much better than, was it, the, the Millville Meteor? Yes, the Millville Meteor. Uh, it is fun, though. The best player in baseball is from New Jersey. Who the it hell would have thought that? <laughs> I know. Who who would have ever thought uh, he uh, we the best player in baseball would be from a little town in New Jersey? You never would have thought. Exactly. I mean, it's wonderful. Even better is that the Yankees weren't allowed to pick him. They weren't? Yeah, they didn't get him. If oh, I, oh that's... It's not that I they weren't allowed they to. It's just they, they weren't allowed to get him because the Angels got him first. Because uh, okay. if I remember right, the pick the Angels used to draft Trout was with their uh, the compensation pick they got from Teixeira signing away. I did not. I did not know the specifics of that deal uh, of that yeah, pick. But there what, you go. Yeah, from what I remember right, it was the Angels had back to back picks there, so they were going to take Trout either way. He was the higher ranked guy, but they were debating on which pick to actually use on Trout. And it just so happened that they picked him with the second pick they had. And that pick they got from the Yankees because Teixeira had signed with the Yankees away from the Angels. So essentially it became the Yankees traded away Mike Trout for Mark Teixeira in a roundabout way. Well, that's not great. I mean, they won a World Series. So, I mean, you they know. They did. I mean, Mark Teixeira had, had some good years, but... It- no, he's definitely no Mike Trout. It's not like, dear God, just imagine they had Mike Trout right now on that team. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that as a Red Sox fan. There's a disgusting thought of Mike Trout and pinstripes. That is that is a disgusting thought. That's the only way you could put it, really. Uh, 
I'm sure the disgusting. Somerset Patriots are, thr- are thrilled with me saying or being nauseated by the Yankees, but yeah. you know they're it, not it, indie it, ball it, anymore. They have no sway here. That is true. That th- this is the indie ball report. They are not an indie ball. So uh, I will be going to Somerset Patriot games during the year. However, I can no longer actively root for them, which is going to be a change for me. Mm. However, uh, but I, I think it's. I mean, legally speaking, I cannot root for them. Ah. Uh. You know, see, I just don't think anyone with a conscience can root for either a Yankees team or a Yankees affiliate or anything really to do with the Yankees. I mean, they're the Dallas Cowboys of the uh, of the major leagues. Like, I just... That is, it's very true. It's very accurate I mean, of a statement. I mean, like... Oh, they have a lot more success than the Cowboys do. Yes, but they also were able to take advantage of, you know, the reserve clause, too. Yes. And, I mean, it's... <laughs> If we're counting only Super Bowl victories, then you only can count World Series wins since, let's see, it was Super Bowl started, what, like late 60s or like 67, I think. And I mean, if we're only counting that, so you can only count World Series from 67 on. And I mean, if we just want to start counting in like 2010, the, the Yankees aren't even the best baseball team in New York. Based on what? If you go off of just like postseason success since 2010, the Yankees have not won a pennant. The Mets have won one NL pennant. Thus, the Mets are the more successful team in the 2010s. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, Nick. I, I'm not sure I agree on that one. Uh, well, I think you, you'd have to look at a lot more than that. But maybe good, better times are on the horizon. I, a, trust me, nothing would be better for me than to see the Mets overtake the Yankees as New York's team. That'd be awesome. Like I'm just saying, it's all about the rings, and thank God for the Astros for stopping them twice. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. That's part of the reason why I'm like, well, the Astros really do. They did. They do anything wrong? They they did help. They did help. I mean, well, but I don't know because then they beat the Red Sox in the division series that year. I mean, like the thing is, I really do think essentially every major league team does something like that. It's just the Astros got caught doing it. Uh, see, I, I think I think all uh, from a completely unbiased standpoint, I really do think that everyone kind of did what the Red Sox got caught for. I don't think everybody was banging trash cans and doing doing stuff that the way the Astros were. I, I, I don't think that is um, I, I don't I don't see how that could have been so widespread. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure it would be that blatant, but I'm sure each of them used something. Like, I'm not sure what it is, obviously, because it hasn't been caught yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if you told me, oh, okay, this team's doing this, this team's doing that. Like, there's just certain teams where, where you're always like, oh, wow, they, they came out of nowhere to just be successful, and there's no, like, clear-cut, obvious reason why, but there's enough where you can be like, oh, okay, you know, these prospects came along a bit quicker than we thought, or, you know, oh, well, they got... This guy, he was good, and then he was down, and I guess he just had a bit of a renaissance. And like, there's the ways you could justify it. And I just, I think there's teams doing shit like this. Like, I just wouldn't be surprised at all. But yeah, I mean, and the funny part is that that Yankees fans think that uh, think that their their team is so clean and innocent that they were doing. I I will I would put a large sum of money. On uh, that they were doing something. Well, they were investigated. They, they got fined. They got yeah. fined at the same time as the Red Sox Apple Watch thing. Uh, uh, Yankee fans are their own 
own demon there. And we spent like 10 minutes just talking about this now. <laughs> well, I mean, on a bad, uh, light, light news week, sometimes you gotta do that. Like, I can't tell if I'm gonna, how much of this I'm gonna leave in, how much I'm gonna wind up taking out. <laughs> Eh, oh well. Uh, either way, it's gonna get seen. Like, I may wind up putting it in the outtake segment, which, you know, I mean, that works. That's not bad. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I like doing them every so often. It's just a pain in the ass to find footage. But the the one we did with the uh, general admission, that was good. Which, maybe general that admission is... can come back now. I hope so. I hope so. We, we need him back. Admission. Yeah, we need general mission. So, uh, from Steve Cohen and talking about the New York Mets, we. Uh... All right, so trying to keep in a similar vein, the next clip that's up is the oldest one we have. It is from episode number 40. So, this is really when we first started clipping uh, these kind of general outtakes. Uh, this is right after we took and created the first uh, outtake video. And uh, this is back from me and James uh, talking about. How you could really make, I guess it was All-Star Weekend more exciting, and how there are some guys that just mash with a wooden bat. And what if you were to give them, say, a metal bat and a little bit of a boost? But then I wanted to make sure that I was saying, you definitely shouldn't do this. But if you were to, you'd like the results. But you really shouldn't do it because it's dangerous. So, uh, from episode number 40, this is a clip I call, Don't Do Drugs. In those ways, but gosh, it would be fun to see a guy, you know, could you imagine, you brought it up before, yeah. Telvin Nash, he had 41 this year. Clean with a wooden bat. Clean with a wooden bat. Could you imagine him hitting, you know, with a metal bat, combining your two rules, a metal bat and on PEDs? <laughs> and oh, some boy. anabolic steroids and some HGH. <laughs> Obviously, we're not saying that he's he should do this, nor has he ever done this, but <laughs> let's make it very clear. We do not recommend doing any sort of PED or any sort of drug without consulting your doctor and making sure it's, first off, legal on a law base and then also allowable in play. Right, of course. We don't want to be responsible for when you do something stupid. But, but, we would say that this would be quite fun. Oh, it would be entertaining as hell. Just don't do it. <laughs> let's make it very clear. I want to make it explicitly clear. Do not do... PEDs. Please. They're going to destroy your body and your organs. Do and not do it. your career. Yep, and your career. And you won't go into the Hall of Fame either. That's a, not going to be allowed. Yep. Also, you know, it's just, it's not a good thing to be doing. But, would be entertaining. It would be entertaining, but again. <laughs> but again, we are not saying this is something to do. Please do not do this. Do not do any of that. So that's all we got for our rules. Alrighty, so the next clip is one of the more recent clips we had. Uh, it's from episode number 105. And me and Will were discussing how each of the affiliated minor leagues, they each got renamed the most generic way possible and how it, there's something off about just calling a league Southeast A or whatever the hell they're called these days. So uh, this is a clip that I call League One. Look, I'm going to continue to also call it AAA East or whatever. It's I'm going to call it whatever oh, like it is. International League. Exactly. It's not. And like, and like AAA West, I'm sorry, that's the Pacific League. You could try and make it work as much as you want. It's the Pacific you Coast League. Yeah, I mean, triple, yeah, I know. It's, I mean, they're such classic names. Because I even, I, rem I remember when I was looking at uh, like some of the rules, they're like, oh, this one just applies for low A Southeast. And, and I had to think about it for a minute, like, 
the hell are they talking about? This and then a, I'm like, like oh, this is the Florida State League. Just call them the... You know, that's the, like so even annoying. if you, like I understand I, from my understanding, it's like a licensing issue why they can't use the names. Fine, if it's a legal thing like that, there's not much you can do. But what you can do is call it something that's you know similar to it. Like call it, I don't know, call it just the Southeast League. Then don't call it Low A Southeast. You can cut Low A, or if it's supposed to be the Florida State League. Whatever the Florida like handle is, like New Jersey's the Garden State, whatever that is for Florida, do that and then put league at the end of it. Then it's yeah, the same I mean, thing just, in spirit. Get creative with that. Exactly. Like you don't need these generic like they're named like how in all these dystopian movies, how it's like the United States was broken up into twelve different districts. We have district oh, one. Yeah. It's like that. It's like, uh, okay, like it very works. If it's just very like administrative. It's like It's not great for marketing. It just really isn't. It's really not. So switching gears a little bit with this next clip here, uh, you will start to hear us start to talk about uh, college athletics. And so to keep with the recent trend of the show, uh, NCAA hockey has been something I've talked about a lot. I dedicated a whole bonus episode to it. And uh, you're going to have to sit through a couple more minutes of it here. Uh, So this is a clip from episode number 103 that I call College Hockey. And and I'm sorry. And I think think hockey games specifically. Oh, hockey is one that's an in-person sport. TVs do not do it justice. Yeah, 100%. Like when a crowd's going and you're in a high-pressure situation... There's nothing better than an NHL game or a college game. Like the one event where next year, if the pandemics lift enough where the regionals can happen with fans and there's actually a sizable amount and whatnot, Allentown's a regional that we both should go to because that's the one I always wind up going to. That I, I, atmosphere I will, is I will awesome. Definitely go, I will definitely take you up on that. Yeah, because it's awesome. Plus, what's great about it too is if you go day one where you have two games at the regional, and this is now going to be insider baseball, so I may cut this bit, but who gives a shit? The That regional is only like 30 apiece. But if you go the following day, where it's just the one game, the quarterfinal game, yeah, it's a 6 o'clock start normally. And the past two years, so 18 and 19, I went with my friend the one year, my dad the next year. We got tickets year one, about 12 rows from the ice for about $12 apiece. Wow. And then the following year, I paid a little bit more. I think I paid about 18 to 20 a piece, but we were eight rows from the ice in the corner. That is amazing. Yeah, no, that that's something. Yeah. Because personally, I've, I've never been to a college hockey game. It's just not – college hockey is just not a big thing over here. So. Wait, you never went down to Princeton or anything? I have not, now. Oh, okay. I mean, because it, it, it's interesting because, like, I mean, it's not like I, I'm not aware of, like, what's going on yeah. in college hockey. I am. I just never yeah. – just never because it well i will say it's instilled in me because my uh my 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 mom went to uh, went to college at uh in union at union oh yeah yeah so it is so college hockey's a thing but it's just i don't know i've I've never gone to one but definitely something special like oh if there's like like a regional in allentown like yeah that's oh yeah allentown's one and yeah, normally it's Allentown, Bridgeport can host occasionally, Manchester, New Hampshire hosts occasionally, yeah. Providence hosts occasionally. Yeah, but no, that that's definitely we're gonna do that next year. That's definitely on yeah. the slate here. Which Sounds also like a wait, plan. doesn't LIU play out by like 
Long Island? Yes. Uh, LIU is uh oh, now I forget where, where they play. But yeah, it's not far. Like, yeah, I think it's like the Islander practice facility. I don't like know that. if they play there. I, I know the practice facility you're talking about. Yeah. And I know like because I think Hofstra's hockey team's division three and that's do that is where they play. Okay. I don't know if L- I don't know if LIU plays there though. Okay. Because I know I know LIU just started up, so there's that. But you know, yeah. Princeton's definitely one to go to. The arena itself isn't that like, you know, impressive, but it's just the history of Hobie Baker Arena is worth that's it. True. Plus also Walking around Princeton's campus is just really nice. It's a really right. nice campus. Yeah, but, I, I could never go there as a student, but it oh is. Oh yeah, I know. It, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a nice place to walk around. So maybe once the once the p- pandemic subsides, talking next uh, next winter or whatever, it's yeah. something to check out. I have two I, two of my roommates in college are both uh, competing. Like what one's a BU fan and one's a BC oh, fan. So bean, yeah. bean pots bean pots a fun night. Oh yeah, no, my friend went to BC, so he's big into that. And then my one other friend wound up going to Princeton, so that's why we'd normally go down there. We'd go and see him and whatnot. Okay. But, yeah, no, that's fun. And also, Sacred Heart up in Fairfield, Connecticut. Yeah. They're opening like a brand new, like sixty million dollar rink or something like that. It's Ooh, gonna are be they? awesome. Yeah, it's awesome there. And I almost wound up going there for undergrad, and it's also a really, really nice campus. Yeah, really I, nice. I know you. I know you. Maine has a crazy like. Oh, atmosphere yeah. there too. Yeah, Alphond, the arena's a dump, but it's a great atmosphere. And actually, they're renovating a large part of it, but keeping the actual inside arena part the same. So that's going to be right. really cool. Yeah. But, well, but, I guess there's the college hockey talk that somehow stemmed from concerts, but there yeah. you, and book cream, but there you go. Exactly. That's the type of content you get on the. I'm just going to assume this is going to go on like the extras. But, oh, yeah, it uh, is. The extras of the Indie Ball Report. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that clip show is coming along really well. What, what kind of time are we working with there at, the, at that point? At that point? Oh, shit. Like, I'd have to do, like, the actual math, but it's going to be close to an hour. <laughs> oh, that is, that, 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 that's going to be terrific. It is. I'm looking forward to putting that together. But, uh, there you go. Staying in school, we go to, we go back to episode number 93 as you'll notice some episodes get multiple clips taken from them because well some days we're really feeling it and uh i tell will about my feelings towards Rutgers university and uh just the general way i look at college athletics and certain schools in particular and who i back and uh well one of those schools that we talk heavily about is uh the state school of new jersey and another uh, rather well-known institution from New Jersey. And uh, we start talking a little bit about basketball in here, as well as football. And uh, it gets very passionate here, and I will admit, uh, I definitely picked up about halfway through. I was definitely just trying to fuel the fire. As uh, as you may be able to guess, I'm a little bit of a shit stirrer. So uh, I definitely embody that here in this clip, which I call, Are You Listening? I mean, okay. like, to be quite honest, I despise Notre Dame, too. And if Notre Dame played Rutgers, I'd be in a really tough bind, but I probably would pick the Irish over them. Uh, for people that know me know how much that really would kill me on the inside. Uh, yeah, that uh, there's really, I really do not like Notre Dame at all. I view them as the New York Yankees of uh, college athletics. And in that sense, I'd 
probably rather cut my foot off. But uh, when they're playing Rutgers, you're given really no other options. But how do you hate Rutgers? Like they, See, they I hate them because they're so damn popular. See, there's two reasons. One, I find that most Rutgers fans are really annoying about being Rutgers fans. And I don't really get where you, you're going to be obnoxious because you barely squeaked out a win against Liberty. Like that was like a year ago. Like, with, with, I'm with, talking with in general. I'm talking in general. This is the thing that builds up over time. That's Liberty the, is a ranked team this year. Yeah, this year, and then like what else? You also lost to an FCS school. When we did I not believe, lose to an FCS, I believe school. it was a couple years back. And also, no, I, I would know. I would know if we lost to an FCS school. We did not lose to an FCS school. I just remember that this is not a good team. It has no business being in the Big Ten. And that's really where the bulk of my grief is with them. They should not be in the Big Ten. They're not a Big Ten. So where should they be? Ideally, the American Conference. But actually, ideally, the the Big E should still exist in my mind. And that would be ideally where they'd be. But seeing as the Big East does not exist anymore, I suppose the American Conference would be the best place for them. Still a fine conference, but not the Big Ten. But Nick, you can't you can't say like which teams belong in the Big Ten based off one sport. I mean, Rutgers is a top a, a top twenty team in the country in basketball in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's a new uh, that's a new revelation there. They're not a blue blood in basketball by any stretch. I mean, if you want to get down to it, this the basketball school in New Jersey, Seton Hall. Oh, that's not true at all. Oh, you're gonna tell me that historically? Seton I'm Hall? talking not historically. That's sure. what I'm talking about. I'm saying blue blood I'm school. Talking. It's the Pirates. Okay, I mean, historically, but historically doesn't matter to me. I'm talking right now. If you want to talk about Seton Hall and get me revved up, I mean, you could talk about how Seton Hall completely ducked Rutgers this year instead of scheduling them and claiming that they didn't have an open date for them, but they can go play a bad Penn State team on the road. They have, they have plenty of time to do that, and they have plenty of time to go play a neutral site games in Nebraska, and, and they, have, they have time to go play Louisville on the road, but you're telling me they don't have time to play their rivalry game uh, against Rutgers? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. For it to be a rivalry game, though, it doesn't have to be historically competitive. And if I'm not wrong here, uh, Seton Hall historically has beat the hell out of them. Rutgers won was won for two out of the last three years. Two out of the last three, but well, let's talk. Let's walk it back further than that, though. We gotta look historically here. We gotta look, take the long term outlook. I I mean, listen. At, at the end of the day, Rutgers is better than Seton Hall right now. I despise Seton Hall basketball. I think, and I know you're a North Jersey guy. Oh, I don't so. like Seton Hall either. Believe me, I have a personal vendetta against them. I'm just okay, saying. Okay, so the, the all time the all time series uh, is forty to thirty Seton Hall. So let's not act like it was some crazy. That's a pretty big margin. Forty to thirty? No, it's not. I and Rutgers has won five of the last six games. Oh wow, five of the last six. I mean, if you if you're, I mean, you can have your your dominance in the '90s. I, I I'll live with that. Again, like I'm not saying I'm a Seton Hall fan because personally, I don't like them at all. I have beef I hope, with the I university and the Seton, high school. I tell you what, I hope I hope Seton Hall. We get we see somehow see Seton Hall in the NCAA tournament, so we can beat the snot out of them for ducking us again. I'm just saying, I'm an ACC fan, so like, y'all do whatever you're doing there. Yeah, hey, man, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm I like Syracuse as well. So, 
Uh, yeah, I'm a Duke fan, so I mean, it's not been a oh fun year. Oh my goodness! Uh, well, we should end this before we start. Before like we start like throwing punches. You know, like JJ Reddick's a hell of a guy, and I mean <laughs> Christian Leitner just can't be beat. I want to point out Christian Leitner used his Duke education to sell "I hate Christian Leitner" shirts. So whenever that you buy true. one of those shirts, you're just putting money in his pocket. That is true. Yes, you got to give him that. Plus, I mean, I don't have anything against against like guys like Christian Leitner. I guess just I I, I just I just can't stand Duke because like one of my best friends is a Duke fan and like he's just so obnoxious. That's half of their appeal. Not gonna lie, yeah. it's half of their. All right, so now we swing back around to episode number 72. This is a, uh, a clip where me and Will start talking a little bit about how lacrosse in particular is a sport that's supposedly been getting huge for a while and how I'm a really huge fan of lacrosse and I just kind of geek out for about five to seven minutes about how much I love lacrosse. So uh, from episode number 72, this is a clip I call Pass Me My Spoon. I also saw lacrosse tossed around a lot, which lacrosse is one of those sports which everyone's been saying it's going to be the next big sport for the past two decades. And everyone's still waiting for it to take that next step. I've never been big into lacrosse, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, no disrespect to any lacrosse players. I know plenty of them, trust mm-hmm. me. It, yeah. it's, it, it's, But, you know, it's just not, not something I could get totally into. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm into a lot of sports. Trust me. Like, if you want to DM me on ALPB underscore news on Instagram and talk literally any sport, I will be down to talk literally any sport. I mean, Nick yeah. knows how much uh, we like to talk hockey, even though we're baseball guys first, of course. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just could never really get into lacrosse. I don't know. Like, lacrosse is one of those sports where it's a lot more fun to play than it is to watch. But once you start getting into it and understand the game, it becomes fun to watch. Like every year for like their final championship that's normally either in Philly or Baltimore. I think it was in Boston one year too. Regardless, I get into that like college lacrosse. But whenever I try to sit down and watch professional lacrosse, I just can't get into it. I don't yeah, know why. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's one of those sports. Like I, it, to me, it's hard to get into any sport where in college it's almost kind of like the pinnacle of of course there is professional lacrosse but i don't think there's any doubt college lacrosse is more is more popular than than professional lacrosse and and that's just not something i can i can really get into when there's not really a, a next level that's actually like popular that you can get to if you kind of catch what i'm saying that and also what works against lacrosse i like how we've turned an independent league baseball podcast into a lacrosse podcast but it, it's <laughs> something i'm willing to go down the rabbit hole on Part of the problem, too, is in the summer, they play more of a field lacrosse, the kind of lacrosse most people probably know. And if your school had a lacrosse team, that was what they were playing. But in the winter, what the NLL is, National Lacrosse League, that's box lacrosse, which is totally different, which may be what you're more familiar with. Yeah, because what box lacrosse is, it's basically you replace the ice in a hockey rink with with artificial turf, which is basically just fancy carpet. And... You play inside that. It's smaller quarters. The lacrosse goalies are they're stacked up with pads. If you look up NLL goalie, you'll see what I mean. They're just like stacked to the gills with padding and shin guards and whatnot. Because some of these guys, when they start to like whip that lacrosse ball, they're sending that thing in, in triple digits. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
So how I mean, can they even move their necks? They don't really. That's why most games end like fifteen to ten or some outrageous score like that. But they need all that padding because, like I said, if you're a talented shooter, you could touch like one hundred five, one ten with good yeah, flex no and shot. Yeah. So I mean, you have a small little rubber object leaving at that speed. I just imagine the force of impact that that hits you on the shin and you don't have that padding. It could oh, break no. your shin. So, I mean, you have that. And then with field lacrosse, everyone's basically wearing the same thing. You have, like, kind of padding on your chest. So you have, like, chest to armor kind of deal going on. Uh, like, a piece for your elbow and then sometimes something on your forearm just because that's where you're getting whacked. And then gloves and a helmet. And then you're wearing yeah. shorts. So, I mean, it's basically the same thing there. And the more and more I watch, the more and more I'm like, eh, field across is cooler to me. Yeah. I, I feel like I'd like field. I mean, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch some, some, maybe there's some like crazy highlight videos or something. I don't know. There certainly is. I know Major League Lacrosse is playing as well as the Premier Lacrosse League, which was started by Paul Rabel. He played for a while in Major League Lacrosse. I played a little bit, I think, in NLL. Which, there's, it's weird when you talk about, because Paul Rabel for field lacrosse is like the Wayne Gretzky of it. But then John Tavares, which hockey fans will be like, John Tavares? It's that John Tavares's uncle. He was like... Oh, is it? Yeah, he was like an all-time great. He set, like, most of the major scoring records for the National Lacrosse League. And he spent most of his career with the Buffalo Bandits. I only know this information... Because I really went into the rabbit hole of National Lacrosse League when I was like 9 or 10. Because I had this cassette tape, or not cassette tape, VHS tape, which I like wore the thing out of just watching highlights in the history of the National Lacrosse League. But, really? Wow. Yeah, no. I've, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I could I could never really get into lacrosse. I mean... I mean, I mean, you said you said that was like nine when you were like nine or ten. Yeah, I like really got into it. But to be fair, my town's really into lacrosse. Plus, oh, okay. you can you can pick out lax, bro, very easily. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, yeah, my 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 town is probably the exact opposite. I don't think we've won one game. I I, I think we won went winless my senior year actually in lacrosse. So that's yeah. probably the opposite. Yeah, most like. I know we're really going on a major... De I may actually just cut the lacrosse bit and put it up on the YouTube channel since I'm an outtake because this is, like, a really good... Like, I don't want to cut this. <laughs> Alright, we're nearly at the end of this episode, and again, I appreciate everybody for hanging in there with me. We only have two more left to go, and on that note, we go to episode number 102 for the final time today. Uh, this is a clip I call All-Star, and it's all about me and Will talking about all-star games in general. Don't even... I, I want to have a happy thing to add at the end. The NBA having an all-star game might, might possibly be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Why? I mean, it's not like, it is so dumb. It's not like we're in a pandemic or anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. There's no reason for everyone to just go to Atlanta for, for an all-star game that the players don't even want to play. Like, if the players were dying to play it, like, sure. Like, I, I, I suppose you could you could make that work, but... You but know, no, one, I, I no one's climbing... No one even likes all-star games. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Nobody really likes them. You know, I like the MLB all-star game. I was about to say, that's maybe the one exception, but, like, just about any other sport, 
No one cares about the Pro Bowl, NHL All-Star Game. No one cares about. No one cares yeah. about the NBA All-Star Game. Does anyone actually care about the MLS one? Like normally, well, you know, it's kind of fun when they play like other like top European teams. I was gonna say, isn't there All Star Game like okay, the best players in this league versus an above average Premier League team? Who will win? Like for me, I just see them like oh, good to see that. Like in this sport, we still are like way the hell behind Europe in every regard. I know (laughs) that is true. But then I think when I go, wait, I don't think I've ever met an American that cares about soccer. I actually, I, I do know a few, uh, so they do exist, but you, really? know, you don't see it too often. I do. Really? Because I only ever see it around World Cup time. And seeing as the U.S. sucks in the World Cup, it's like, okay, Men's World Cup, we're writing that off, but we have a good shot about the Women's World Cup. We'll probably make the final. And so now we've reached the end. Of which I am certain, this is the final clip we have. It is from episode number 91, and it's, I suppose, from right around Super Bowl time, perhaps? But that really wouldn't line up with uh, the way I do my numbers, I don't think. So, I'm not really entirely sure when this clip is from. It's from episode number 91, I can guarantee you that. And I discuss uh, Roman numerals, because that was relatable, I suppose, for whatever reason of the topic of conversation. All I can guarantee you is this is another bit of a passionate clip here, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy No Friend of Rome. So, it was, it was yeah. confusing when Podomatic made the switch to make it so you had to put in, like, what episode number you were on, like, numerically, for, I guess, iTunes or some shit. Right. It popped up 97. I was like, oh, that's weird. So yeah. you had episode 97. Then you had my Roman numeral in the title of like episode 89. So I can only imagine how much that confused some people. Speaking speaking of Roman numerals. Yes. I, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I cannot stand the fact that the Super Bowl has to have, instead of using regular numerals except for 50, they have to use Roman numerals. I don't understand Roman numerals. I've never understood Roman numerals, and I never will understand Roman numerals. I, I, don't, under, I don't know what number they're trying to say. It, it's just a bunch of letters. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't you just put the number so everyone knows what number Super Bowl it is, instead of putting it in Roman numerals that a bunch of people can't read? Uh, you see, I see what you're saying about the Roman numerals, but at the same time, I feel like they add some sort of, like, high-class aspect of it, some sort of loftiness to them. I really do like the Roman numerals, and I know what you're saying about the regular numbers, or I think they're called, technically, I think they're Arabic numerals, but it just, they're so boring, okay? And, like, a Roman numeral, it adds prestige, it adds a lot of prestige in my mind. It's a really little thing, but it adds some weight to it. Plus, I mean, it's they're fairly easy to follow. L is fifty, X is ten. If you put a, if you put the one before the V, then it's four. If you put the one after V, then it's six. So the V is five. And then when you get to a hundred, it's a C. Like it, I. That's, I, con- that's confusing. I, I, I'll never, I'll never understand it. It's just I V X L C. And then once you start to get higher up and higher up, then it gets uh, more and more so. Like, I believe the thousand mark is an M. So, like, 
for century, for millennia, for shit like that. Like, personally, I enjoy them. I see where your qualm is coming from, but I, I, I think it's a necessary thing about the Super Bowl. I don't know. It, it's it, it just seems confusing in, in in an aspect where it doesn't have to be confusing if you just wrote the regular number. All right, so that will do it for the first and hopefully only Indie Ball Report clip show this week. I uh, again thank everybody for hanging in there with us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You see a little bit of the behind the curtain stuff that we talk about, and this is just when we're recording. Uh, we do probably about 15 minutes of talking beforehand, and depending on what everybody has going on afterwards, there could be another half an hour of discussion afterwards. So this is just a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to uh, just kind of the flow of the show and things that get cut. And we do this every week. Just probably five, ten minutes are taken off the show every week uh, that's left on the cutting room floor. And that obviously can vary depending on how long we record for. But either way, uh, I, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back to our regular show next week. It should probably be a decent length show because we have a handful of stories from this past week that, again, they just didn't weren't making a whole show out of uh, just given the amount of work that would have had to go in. And it just would have been a real headache to make it work this week. And uh, on top of the news from this upcoming week as well. So you should be in for a real treat next week. Uh, with that said, we'll go to the plugs and get out of here. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at IndieBallPod. If you want to follow the show on Instagram, you could do so at IndieBallReport. And uh, you can also follow Wills at AOPB underscore news for all your Atlantic League uh, news and content as well. Then be sure to hit up the website. There's... A handful of articles, although we don't really do much writing anymore. Uh, there's some YouTube videos there. There's every other episode we've ever done on the website, as well as the show notes for every single episode as well. So uh, definitely give that a look as well. And then on that note, you can follow the show and subscribe to the show uh, wherever you find podcasts. So that'd be TuneIn, Stitcher, Podomatic, uh, Spotify. Deezer, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, like I said, just about wherever you can find the show, uh, you can find podcasts, you can find the show. And uh, with that said, I don't think you want to hear anything else that we have to add this week. Uh, so just remember to play ball. How long did it take you to come up with that one? On the spot. <laughs> really? Yeah, all of these are just right on the spot. I... <laughs>